0: Hello, my friends. Welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. It's the 20th day of February. I'm Paul, and I'm in Luke chapter 9 today. We've turned into the 46th verse. We're finally moving uh, a little farther away from the Transfiguration story. We come down the mountain. The next day there was a miracle. While the people are in a a state of marvel at the miracle, Jesus talks about it feels like in the luke account we're moving farther from that incident we don't we we don't move for sure on the calendar for at least a few more verses but the conversation has turned it's not moses and elijah anymore it's not doing a miracle anymore in fact it's a strange little conversation because it starts with an argument we don't see a lot of this in in the Jesus story. And it's not Jesus doing the arguing. It's the people around him. And so uh, before I get into the reading or, or get into the argument, it strikes me that one thing maybe we could take from the fact that the disciples argued amongst themselves in front of Jesus is don't be surprised when church people argue with each other. Don't be surprised when Christians don't get along. Uh, I know I'm being anachronistic here. This isn't the church, and these aren't Christians. These are disciples of Christ, pre-outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But I think the principle still stands. If people could walk and talk with Jesus in the flesh and still sit and argue with each other in his presence, well, it stands to reason that you're probably going to get some disagreements today. So don't let church squabbles or fights, arguments, run you away from the people of God. Uh, It's not an indication that everyone's a fake. It's not an indication that they're not trying. It's not even an indication that they're mean or mean-spirited. It it means they're human. And humans have arguments and they get into things. And I'm not trying to say that all of the arguments are noble or even worthy but it doesn't mean the people are no good. You think about that as we read Luke chapter 9, verses 46 to 48. An argument arose among them as to which of them was the greatest. But Jesus, knowing the reasoning of their hearts, took a child and put him by his side and said to him, Whoever receives this child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me, For he who is least among you all is the one who is great. So the argument is not between Jesus and the disciples, but it's among themselves. Which of them are the greatest? I don't know if it's specifically Peter, James, and John. It seems like they're involved. He took them to the top of the mountain, but it doesn't seem as if they're the only three involved in this argument. Although I can imagine if you need a, scenario by which maybe they're arguing about who's the best maybe the fact that jesus only took three of them up the mountain perhaps those three come back down and say look guys we're just a little more important i mean we went to the top of the mountain you didn't or maybe the arguments among peter james and john maybe it's you know james or john saying to peter hey we're not the ones that said that thing at the top of the mountain we're 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 in his good graces yeah i don't know I, I, those sound like immature arguments, but I think probably most of our arguments sound pretty immature in the presence of the Christ. But for whatever cause they're arguing, they, they're, and well, we know they're arguing that they're the greatest, but for whoever's involved in it, Jesus doesn't say, Hey, guys, shut it. Uh, <laughs> none of you are any good. Or, uh, you, no, you're better than you. Or, you, No, instead, he does what he does best. He teaches. He opens his mouth. He gives an illustration. He grabs a child and he puts the child by his side. You can see Jesus sort of putting his arm around this little kid, sliding him over into the middle of the group. And he says, if you receive this child in my name, you receive me. And if you receive me, then you receive the one who sent me. This is his way of saying, you receive me, you receive God. He who's least among you is the one who's actually great. Now, why? Why? These two things back to back. Well, first of all, Luke does a contrast here between the desire of the disciples to have the best place for themselves and then Jesus' concern for other people. So the disciples are thinking of themselves. Jesus is thinking of others. The disciples, which one of us is the greatest? Jesus says, receive the child. Now, that makes more sense when you realize that children in this day and age, were typically considered unimportant. In our society, they are the center of the house. They are given the highest honor. In the world of Jesus' day, it was the exact opposite. They were not given a position of honor at all. Children were the least, the less. To be concerned with a child was to be concerned with the lowest, and to be concerned with the lowest was to place yourself down there among the lowest. This is the reason Jesus tells us that unless you come in as a child, you don't get in. He doesn't mean unless you give your heart to Christ when you're a kid. He also doesn't mean unless you become immature. Um, He doesn't even really mean what seems like a pretty easy definition, which is, well, unless you become completely dependent. No, unless you get to the lowest, you've got to realize humility. That's what brings you in. So Jesus says to his disciples, listen, you want to know how it really works? Receive this child, you receive me. Receive me, you receive God. To receive this child, you're going to have to lower yourself. But good news, if you'll lower yourself, that's the one that's really great. It shows you that God's economy isn't like man's economy. Man judges things on different metrics than God does. When God looks at us, he sees us through an entirely different lens than we see ourselves. John is going to answer... In the next verse, that's kind of the biblical way of saying John spoke because it's not necessarily that Jesus asked a question. But if we play along chronologically, we might have a reason why Luke uses that phrase. We'll jump into this tomorrow in a very fascinating conversation with Jesus and his disciples. Have a great day. God bless.